Welcome to Goddess Love and Relationships. This sub-series of Goddess Fix Your Crown dives into one of life's biggest driving forces, love and relationships. Goddess, we are not alone in this world. We are constantly experiencing ourselves in connection to others. Our spectrum of relationships stimulates vulnerability, passion, anger, hope, and so much more. This is what makes being a goddess so complex and beautiful. Join me as I interview couples, therapists, divorcees, survivors, singletons, and learn about the intricacies of relationships and how they shape the goddess. Today, I'm elated to introduce one of my favorite couples, Natalie Arechiga and Danny Ariola. I've had the privilege of watching these two move through the complexities of being in a relationship, all the while being committed to personal growth, a relentless focus on spirituality, and pushing past their comfort zone. I love Natalie's light, Danny's spark, and together, their fire for one another. This isn't a love story about giving 50-50. It's a story of two people giving 100-100. Natalie, Danny, can you just start with telling us about your love story? Like, how did you meet? I mean, because everybody loves this. Like, yeah. like, I don't care who you're talking about. When when somebody is even dating somebody new, it's yeah. like, where did you meet? And da, 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 because yeah. I think it fills people with this idea of possibility. Like, yeah. oh, every relationship happens in such a unique way. Different, yeah. And it's just so interesting and buried treasure. So, Natalie, Danny, take it away. Start telling us how did Do you, you two want to hear the romantic <laughs> side or the extra romantic <laughs> side? No, I'm, no, no. I, I'm here for all the romance. <laughs> well, you know, with Danny and I, I do feel like it's unique because we actually met three times. Okay. Yeah. yeah. We, we met, met for the first time, time three times? First time, three <laughs> times because, um, in 2004, when we first met, that we don't really remember because it was so long ago. So Danny's friend is a father of my niece. And when we would have birthday parties for her or her baptismal or da- Je- Jesse, his name is Jesse. Jesse, Danny's friend, would invite his friends over. And that's when I initially first met Danny and a bunch of their friends. So that was our first meet, which feels like a blur because it wasn't the... The first time we met with chemistry, it was just like a guest at our party. It was just kind of one of those, oh, hey, this is so-and-so. Oh, hi, how's it going? Kind of. So at that moment where you're just like, oh, hey, this is Natalie, this is Danny. No no spark? No No. spark. And and what's crazy is that you you go through life thinking like, have I met the one? And I did. I I had met (laughs) my man in 2004, but I didn't know he was... um, my soulmate, yeah, Ooh, you know. Can I pause for a mm-hmm. second? Goddess is out there. This is something that I have seen time and time again where s- the person, your person can already be in your arena yeah. and you don't even know it's just not time yet. Like your imagination gives you the romantic once upon a time at a bar looking all sexy and beautiful. No, I met him at a at a kid's party in 2004 and then we met again um, in 2017, you know, at another kid's party. Oh, okay. Same dad. Same dad. Same friend. <laughs> different mama. Different yeah. mama. <laughs> a different a different baby. And um, we met at a park. Yeah. It was his one year birthday. And Danny was there with his kids as yes. a single mm. man. And I was there with my niece again. And the park, it's, it's a setting you don't think you're going to meet a guy because there was definitely no booze, no music, no dressing up. It's yeah. like you're babysitting, you know. 
You know, um, it's the summertime. You, you know, last thing you want to do is all you're, like, try, you're not, you're just there for the park kind of atmosphere, you know? And, yeah. You're not going to a one-year-old's party to hook up. You know? yeah. 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 But by 2017, so Danny, you're already a single dad. I am a single father of my three kids. And, uh, you know, it was just, I was just doing the dad thing, you know, mm-hmm. at that moment. Um, you know, my oldest, he was just doing his own thing, you know, uh, but my two younger daughters, that's where we were just pretty much doing the playground kind of stuff. Oh, okay. And Natalie as and well I has saw a, him uh, in the playground and I was like, that guy <gasps> is so cute. I'm going to go over there with my <laughs> nephew and play on the swings. Hello. And we yeah. had our first conversation, which was even... That's when the chemistry began. Yeah. So a, were you like, so you're into swinging? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was my pickup line and, and it, it captured him. You know, it, it's funny because uh, when I had seen her, I asked my friend Jesse, I was like, hey, who's that? You know, who brought Celeste and, and you know, that little boy. I, I didn't know if that little boy was hers or if mm. it was, you know, somebody but else. But they were her niece and nephew. Yes. Yeah. Okay. You know, and uh, he's like, ooh. And I was like, that girl over there. And I pointed her out and he was like, Natalie? And I was like, <laughs> yeah. And he's like, that's, that's Gina's sister. And I was like, oh, oh, like. Which we had met yeah. in 2004, but it was different times. It so. was just kind of one of those things where it's like, okay, now at least I could have a conversation with her. Be like, hey, how's it going? Kind of mm. thing, you know? And she got your attention. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And he had mine. Um, as soon as he asked how we were doing, how was my sister, how was how were the kids, it wasn't a uh, small talk. Like, we were, I was very honest about how we were doing. I don't even remember really what I said, but I remember just talking. And he, I asked him how he was doing, and he was very honest about his at that time, Current his life was going through yeah, a lot of transitions. Was... He had freshly also been out of his long-term relationship. And the way he spoke about it was very eloquent. And it mm. made me realize, like, this person is... I felt like he was woke because he was telling me he was going through therapy at the time. Mm. And he was moving and he was starting all over. But no bash talking. There was nothing biased about the story that he was telling me. And it was, to me, very attractive to... I'm attracted to people by their language Mm. and how they can carry a conversation. And Danny was doing a great job at it. So I thought, for sure, if he asks me for my number, (laughs) this guy and I are going to hang out and party. So what I'm hearing is like you're attracted to his emotional maturity. Yes, and transparency. And he was just... Yeah, he was super mature about the situation. I felt at that time like this guy's doing the work. He's going to therapy. He's uh, taking responsibility of his actions with um, this breakup, and it was attractive to me. It was vulnerable, mm. and I hadn't met some a guy um, that was in touch with that part. But also, like there was no alcohol at this party or anything mm. where there was, you know, you can't blame it on that. You, it was just like, like oh, maybe sober. I'm attracted to him because I have you know <laughs> pink glasses on. Right? No, yeah, and he had his kids there, so there was also like I was seeing him straight up what his life is like because he mm. had uh, Sadie was. Two or one? No, she was, uh, so she was four. She was four. She was little. And then Roxy was still running around. And so I got to see how responsible he was as a father and and hands-on. But he didn't ask me for my number. (laughs) Okay. But I do want a little bit of TB because before you knew he was emotionally mature, 
What attracted you to him, like at, at eyesight? So physically, I loved his style. He had the striped red and black shirt, <laughs> yeah. fitted jeans. He had a cute booty. His hair was did, and he had this um, your your classic mustache that everybody knew you for. The glasses, During that time, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, he was my my type. He was attractive. So he was well groomed. Mm. And then when he spoke, like the guy didn't cuss. He didn't mm. use slang. I think I cuss more than he does. Mm. So it contradicted the way he looked with all his tattoos. Like he looks like this hardcore, you know, guy. And then he spoke so eloquently. And I was like, wow, this guy's full of surprises. Like, mm. you know, and. Yeah, that was my attraction. And you, Danny, when you spotted her and you're like, hey, Jesse, who's that? And he's like, that's Chena's sister. And you're like, no way. Well, number one, it was her outfit. Okay. I had booty shorts on, no, girl. No, but it wasn't just that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it was great. Little but, red uh, booty yeah, shorts. Yeah, they were red. And then she had this blue with white trim. Um, it, it honestly looked like Donald Duck's. A shirt that he it's wears, supposed to be a it, like a little yeah. sailor top. Yeah, okay. So that's why I was like, dude, okay. Yeah, well, but Donald then. Duck doesn't wear pants. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Just kidding. Well, my booty shorts were pretty we're much practically gone. Yeah. 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 But so it, it's like I saw day. her and I was like, wow, you know, like she's attractive, you know. Yeah. But at that time, my kind of self worth was like, yeah, you, because my thing is, ne- I have never been one to go and hit on a girl. Mm. You know, I, that's never been my kind of thing. It was just like, all right, well, you know, you just kind of admire them from afar and that's it, you mm. know, kind of thing. But I was interested, you know, when I saw her, I, I she obviously caught my eye. And um, just knowing that I was able to have a conversation with her was kind of enough for me during that time. Right. You know, so. So hot. hot. And it sounds like you guys <laughs> just jumped into big talk. Oh, yeah. Like- Always. Automatically. You know, and and that's the thing is uh, I'm pretty much an open book with Mm -hmm. anybody. I'm not going to try to upplay or downplay myself. It's like when I've done wrong, I'll admit it. You know, like Mm -hmm. when when we were speaking about uh, my previous relationship, you know, during that talk, it was like I let her know, yeah, you know, things didn't work out the way they did because – there were faults on both sides, you mm-hmm. know, kind of thing. I wasn't just trying to push it a, a one-sided kind of thing and make right. myself not look like a victim or look like mm-hmm. a victim, you know. Like, it, it was just, I was just being honest with her and we flowed with our conversation. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. what I really, really enjoyed is that we we were just, it was just a natural flow. I, that's mm-hmm. the best describing of it. And there was no flirting. It. I can't no. see that. Um, he knew or he knows how to flirt. No, he wasn't flirting. He wasn't hitting on me. Um, and that's what you're used to sometimes as mm. a single gal wearing little shorts, being at a club or a bar or whatnot. <laughs> but we were at a park and I, I felt there was chemistry on both sides. I so too, I thought I, for I, sure I was, he's going to ask. That's what I was going to ask. Was there, there was, electricity? Oh, it yeah. was electri- electrical that day. And I, I left the party and I told Jesse he probably just couldn't because his kids were there. Yeah, so why didn't you ask her for her number? Because, I, I, like I mentioned, that's not been my thing. I've always been too scared. And then, on, like, the truth is, yeah. I was scared of rejection. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that is the honest truth. I was scared that I was going to be judged on my current situation. Mm-hmm. You know, a father of three, you're single, you're moving back home, you know, with your parents. It's mm-hmm. like, I had all of that on my shoulders. And I'm like, she's going to look at me and be like, why? Why would I give this guy a chance kind of thing? So instead of getting shot down, you know, I was just like, I'm going to just 
hang back and you know mm-hmm. that's what it is you know? yeah it sounds like you're saying that asking her for her number was like trying to make a shot from the half court right? <laughs> yeah. and you're just like yeah i'm not gonna do that in front of a bunch of people yeah. so that was the second time okay and then the third time which was exactly a year Later. from that month yeah. he found me on instagram but hold on hold on let's do a little time out right there yeah. because i did look for her on on social media as a friend you know mm-hmm. just because i I left that conversation with just wanting to hear more, just wanting to have at least that connection with her as a friend, mm-hmm. you know, and I was looking for her on IG, you know, how on IG people yeah. could put whatever screen name they want. Yeah. And I, it's so weird though, yeah. that knowing her first name and her last name because of her sister, I don't know why it didn't click in my brain at that moment to look her up by her actual name. Mm-hmm. On all social <laughs> platforms, you're all, you're looking her up with like tall, big eyed, <laughs> booty short girl that I met at the park. Yeah. Oh wait, that's not you're, her screen yeah. name. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So I had no idea, and it was a year later, and um, it was because her cousin has an IG page, and I found her tagged on that, mm. and that's where I was like, oh, she has an IG. You need a you know add her immediately. You know. Okay. And so I did, and I sent her a message, and I was just like, hey, you know, hope you're doing well kind of thing, you know, just trying to do a little catch-up, you know? Mm-hmm. And at this time on my my profile page, I had a beard now, so it was like yeah. I'm a completely different it's person. It's funny. I had no idea who it was, but I accepted it right away because I thought he was attractive. Like, mm-hmm. that was enough. This yeah. guy doesn't know me. Like, why are He's you talking to me like head. you know me? Yeah. <laughs> and um, I replied, do I know you? And he's like, we met a year ago. Mm. at the park at Sunny's uh, birthday and then it clicked that's the dad that's what I would tell my friend the dad that I would date didn't ask me for my number so I'm like that's the dad that I wanted to go on a date with and he never asked me for my number so I was excited to no correction you said the only dad the only dad yeah <laughs> so prior to this you weren't open to dating no, single dads I wasn't open to dating guys with kids I had already been in a prior relationship with that and had a, a very difficult experience with it and I decided after that relationship like I don't think I can do this again you know Mm -hmm. so with Danny it was just a different dynamic because of his transparency his emotional availability this guy that was I just I had a really hard time thinking Danny would ever lie or be this shady guy you know Mm. um so I I said yes I, I said yes to hanging out and talking and Okay, so you contact her a year later on Instagram, and then what happens? Start chatting it up. So Danny had a really difficult schedule to be free, and he was, for me, it felt far. He was in the South Bay area. <laughs> and where I'm were in you? El Monte. Which is how many? 35 About, uh, miles. 35, yeah. 35, oh, okay. 40 35. miles. And so it's funny because I think of it as, there's a show called Love is Blind. Like we, you have to get to know each other before you see each other. Mm. We really got to know each other on the phone. Like okay. we would talk every day. So like Actually, phone hold calls? On, hold on, hold on. Uh, both no, text, no, no. It phone was, calls. Remember, let's tell them the story of the how it, it had to happen for the phone calls to begin. Yeah. Okay. I st- mind you, we are messing each other back and forth through Instagram, social media. Yeah. You know, that's the only way we are communicating. So She's still waiting for me to get ask her for her number, mm-hmm. and uh, it's been a couple of weeks that that had. And happened. I am I've been single for a while, friends. So at that point, I am not gonna do social media relationships. <laughs> so at this point, he would chat with me Fridays and Saturdays and Sundays. I would reply, and then 
I would wish him a great week Sunday nights mm. because Monday through Thursday I would work. But I also didn't want him to get used to me being so available mm. that this is the type of relationship I was going to settle for. Like I deserved a date. I deserved a phone call. I deserved yeah. weekend time. Um, so he didn't understand on his side, like, <laughs> what's up with her? Like, yeah. she says, Yo, your session is over. Yeah. Yo, like, visiting I'll, hours are between. I'll, I'll talk to you next week kind of thing. I and would I'm do like, that, yeah. Oh, dude, like, this sucks. You know? <laughs> so he would wait, right? You but would. I didn't ask her for her number yet. Yeah. Yo, how would I ever speak to yeah. her? Yeah. If but only the, there was some way. <laughs> but see, that's the thing. I had seen how guys can feel a little too pushy or clingy or even entitled yeah and i didn't want to have her feel that 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 was me mind you he hadn't been single for 15 years wait Wait. danny i mean he had like 15 a 15 year relationship he had been single no no he he was in a relationship for 15 years when we met it was like year one so this is your two, two of being single. No. Oh, after a 15-year yeah. relationship. Yeah. Got so you. The, the whole being out and about and meeting people, being in the game, Danny Danny hadn't done that. I, so. I, the last time and I, how long had you been single at that point? At that point, I had been single for two years. So kind of both of you along the same line. Two yeah, years yeah but I think I've been in, I was the opposite. I had short-term relationships. Mm. Many relationships, but short term. So I was more of a committal issue. Danny was more of like commitment guy, and mm. so you're like a monogamy guy. Yeah. And, and Natalie is like serial uh, dating. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, but I you had not serial dated anybody for two years. No, for two years. Yeah. Okay. Um. So that's why I think also you had a a, a difficult time. Like I don't know. Did did you? Was it that? What the like asking me my like number? Like the fact that you hadn't really been in the dating scene for fifteen years—is that what made that, it challenging? That also was a big, big challenge for me because you know technically the last time that I had tried to hit on anybody, I was eighteen. You know, right. and I am now in my thirties. You know, during this time that I'm, I'm meeting Natalie, and I'm like, how do you do this? Right. You know, and the world had changed, and to me, no lie, when I was hearing, oh yeah, you know. I'm dating this person or dating that person. To me, it's like, it, it wasn't anything that I was so accustomed to or used to, you know? Like, I was pretty much in what you would consider a marriage in yeah. a sense, even yeah, though it yeah. wasn't. And that's why it, it just, it was so opposite for me. And uh, I I wanted to get to know her and I wanted to meet her more personally, but I didn't know how because I was always fearful of, looking a certain way or feeling a certain way or having that rejection happen. Yeah, yeah. And that's very honest. And, you know, as you're bringing up, I didn't know how to do this. So many people, you know, even in my coaching, when people are coming to me because they want to go back into the dating world or, you know, attract big love, it's like, how do I do this? There's not a formula. Like, I think everybody does it differently. And it, and it's based on your comfort zone. It's also based on your experiences. And it's like, yeah, we could have tips for you as to like, I, I suggest this or that, you know. But ultimately, there is no one way yes. to put yourself out there, mm-hmm. right? And so, Danny, you're obviously fostering communication in the IG experience, but you're having a hard time taking the next step and asking for the phone number. So how do we get past that barrier? <laughs> so because... Um, I guess he he wasn't really an IG guy. He had gotten more familiar with IG because he knew I was on it. He had messaged me one day, hey, I really don't like IG, but I I'm was trying gonna, to stay off of yeah. it for a good while. He's like, I want to get off of this, but 
I want to communicate with you. So can we start Snapchat? And I was you're like, like so you can we go to this other <laughs> social media chat? Are you real? <laughs> you're like, real no, right? move to Facebook. Yeah. So I knew what Snapchat was. I had it, but I was like, no, I'm not going to go from one platform to another. So I said, you know what? I don't know how to use Snapchat. Uh, maybe you can teach me. Here's my phone number. Hello. I just yeah. did it. She, yeah. just like, she took Good. the initiative. I took the initiative. So now he had my number. Now it was up to him to use it, which he did. Okay. I did. did, you know, and once again, I was fearful of overusing it. Oh, you know, I, I didn't want to be ducky from, you know, breaking, yeah. oh my, I, I'm going to always be around yeah. you kind of thing, you know, yeah. and it was like, I was trying to find a medium yeah. for her and for myself. You know, I being kind of just recently single, you know, a few years before meeting her, it was just like, I didn't want to use her as that rebound kind right. of thing, you know, or for the absence of how I used to handle myself kind of person, you know, I didn't want it to seem fake or inauthentic. You know, I wanted to show Natalie that I cared for her in my reality. Well, is, I'm also reading between the lines, Danny, and also from what I've witnessed between you two is also you probably really respected Natalie and saw her as a very worthy woman, oh, you know, time. and you're like, I don't want to mess up. I could see you, Danny, almost like a vi- I could visualize you being like, man, this looks amazing. I don't want to mess this up in any way yeah. <laughs> is what I'm hearing. It really was because, you know, in my previous relationship, I, I made mistakes, you yeah. know, and I didn't want to make those mistakes mm-hmm. again, and especially with her, with us being with that strong connection, you know, it wasn't an automatic like a hookup kind of thing yeah. at a bar or, you know, a different setting. No, it was, it was, a, setting, it was yeah. like, here are two people and you are going to be honest with each other at face value. And then you will be able to take that face value and still know that what you guys were having was deeper than that because there was nothing to cloud our judgment, cloud our mind. It was just raw and honesty with us wow so yeah that's what really attracted me to her is that i was comfortable pretty much like saying like here is what's going on with me yeah. this is my situation and she was the same way she was very accepting of it she wasn't like oh well i yeah. i'm gonna push you away kind of thing you know yeah. and i was used to kind of that rejection mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. relationship you know mm-hmm. where Oh, you know, why are you wearing this? Why are you doing that kind of thing? Where And since day one, she was always like, wow, okay. You know, she listened and she was very sincere with how she handled my feelings and my emotions. And that was very important to me. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody seeing me as an actual person as opposed to, oh, you're a man. You need to be this way kind of situation. You know, it was it was. That's why I, I really yeah, I was kind of... a lot of our conversations were big talk. Um, talking about emotions was very easy for us. Talking about our programs. Um, I remember even we talked a lot about religion. And that's a taboo subject for most, especially like guys. I never wanted to bring up how passionate I was about um, spirituality and right. uh, my interest in all of that. And with Danny, it was so easy to do that. And in some way, he had familiarity because he had grown up in a a very uh, different type of religion, but a religious background as well. And it wasn't, it was a safe place Mm -hmm. versus like, I'm going to get judged 
or he's going to get turned off because there's a part of me that enjoys spirituality, that enjoys faith, that enjoys the unseen. And um, it's more of a female conversation for me to have. But in this case, it was a male and he wasn't doing it to get in my pants because he couldn't even be, he wasn't even near my, he couldn't even ask me for my number. Let alone the combination to your zipper. Exactly. Like he was not promiscuous about it. He was really open. And I remember us, there was a moment where you, you teared up on a conversation and you said, I'm sorry, I have to go. I'm getting really emotional. And I thought, wow, like that really just happened. This guy is emotionally in touch. I wasn't used to that. I don't even think I was there yet as right. a person. Uh, Danny and I grew into that, but that's that. That's how it started. It was just big talks in the beginning. Yeah. And but what a powerful foundation, right? Like yes. being holding a safe space for one another to yes. really express what you've been through, where you're at, without any judgment, but also having an understanding of one another. That's yeah. what I'm hearing too. So then you guys, what, set up a date so you could teach her how to Snapchat? Like, well, what happened? <laughs> Snapchat was out the window. <laughs> no, you know, okay. So there was a few conversations that we had on uh, on social media. And see, she was showing me, but I wasn't seeing, reading between the lines or it just wasn't, I had my blinders on or mm-hmm. something. But she would send me some, uh, hey, I'm doing this, doing that, like some checking kind of stuff, like, she did her hair one time and she's like, oh, look at my new hair and stuff. My cousin just did it for me. And I'm like, why is she sending me this? You know, you know this was very, very in the beginning yeah. of it. So that's why I'm like, is she? You know, we were seeing each other already. Are we dating? Yeah. And Natalie's trying to be like, we're dating, fool. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is why Hello. I'm sending you a picture yeah. of my hair. Yeah. And like, I was just, it was one of the, I was confused because like I mentioned, yeah. I had been out of, the situation of dating for so and long. So, so at this point, he hadn't had free time to hang out because oh, yes. he had his kids. My he schedule works, was very Yeah, rough. he works in the daytime, midday, he would pick up his kids, evening or nighttime, about eight, he would take his kids back. And I go to sleep really early because I have a early day as well for work. So on maybe, I want to say after talking for maybe a month, he had a free day and it was like on a weekday. It was a random Monday. Yeah, random Monday. <laughs> he had a free day from the kids and I said, Well, afternoon. Let's meet I, up. Yeah. I, I said, I'll take half day off. We'll meet up. It wasn't even, it was a few hours from work. We'll meet up and, and finally get to see each other, you know? And there was a lot of anticipation at this point because we had spent so much time on the phone. I know. Mm-hmm. That's, what I'm, that's what I'm thinking. Like, this has been so built up. Yeah. It's like to finally meet again finally. under this new. I don't know. After a year and a half, or, you know, at this point, it's a year. But how long had you guys been chatting? I want to oh. say a month. We had already started talking yeah. on the phone, texting. We had established a lot of anticipation. Mm-hmm. We meet up, and it was excellent. And I think this was on a Monday. It was a Monday. Yeah. I remember. It was on <laughs> a Monday. on a Monday. Yeah. And um, it was such an excellent even like we ended up going home at eleven. Which Wait, but what, what did, where did you guys meet? We like, went to Progress Brewery. Yeah. Had a few beers. Had a few tears already. We yeah. had big. I I remember the first subject we spoke about was triggers. Ooh. The word triggers alone, like I usually didn't know if a guy knew what that even meant at that time, mm. and I, we were just very honest. We didn't. We don't call it our first date. We call it like the first time we just met up to see if we were going to date. Mm. And we were talking about triggers and the things we had gone through. And 
where we're still working through if we were to start a new relationship. I was like, I'm still kind of messed up in this area. And he was like, well, I messed up in this area. And that matches <laughs> like, your mess yeah. up. Yeah. Well, here's my list. <laughs> yeah. So Girl, um, let me show you my dirty bath water. It yeah. was. And, and, and I think that that's, that was different because when you first go on a first date, I remember before Danny, it was like, what am I going to wear? Buying an outfit, uh, working out to feel good about myself and having to pick the perfect place that can romanticize mm. this thing. And I said to myself, I am not, I am not going to go all out and dressing up. Like I had some shorts and a t-shirt and I was, I had my hair up where I just remember telling myself, you have to be yourself and praying on that on the Uber, like thinking, God, please just don't let me romanticize this. Let me see the truth of him and be the truth of myself. Wow. And um, it was because right away there was, even now, I don't know if I suggest that to people like, yeah, big talk right away. No, we, we were big talk. It worked. And then after that, we decided, should we go on a date one day? Like, should yeah. we, should we do this again? But yeah, that, that was a lot of chemistry. We did go home late at night. And I just remember thinking, <laughs> I can't be doing this on weekdays. Like, yeah. I you deserve know, a weekend Yeah, you, date. you yeah. did. And, you know, to be fair, during that time, um, I was working in construction. Well, I, I'm still a union electrician, but I was working in a... You're a union, you're a union electrician? Yes. Okay, cool. Yeah, so my job site was in uh, Pomona during this time. So that's why when she was like... Yeah, we could meet at Progress, you know. I was like, oh, that's just down the street. But me still living in the South Bay, I was like, okay, it's midnight. Am I really going to drive all the way back over there to then drive back over here for work in the morning? And, you know, I, I was used to a certain way of handling myself. Mm -hmm. um, so I just slept in the parking lot, you know. And, and so you drove to work? Or to work. And, and you I slept, just in, the slept in the parking lot. And I could have easily offered my living room, but I was like, no, I want... I want to take this slow. Wow. and um, There were boundaries. There was a lot of boundaries. Yeah. I had strong boundaries by the time I met Now, him. these boundaries, were they, Natalie, because you felt like a strong potential with Danny, you wanted to go about it a certain way, or were these boundaries because of your past experiences and not wanting to do things the same way? Yeah, it was actually um, the second one. Past experiences, patterns, and um, the same result over and over. Mm. So insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a, a different result. And at this point, whether Danny was going to be it or not, I was going to do things differently. Right. I had done a lot of work at that point. And um, I knew that I had, to, I had to experiment how to be different to get a different result. And that's what I was doing. Mm. You're allowing yourself to do it in this arena. Mm -hmm. So you guys have your first date. There's chemistry on the first day. Did you guys kiss on your first yes. day? Okay, yes, we yeah. did. Okay, okay, <laughs> All right, well, please tell me. Yeah. I'm like, Danny, no, like, I don't know when I'm going to see him okay. again, being that he has a tight see, schedule. The, can I say my version of, of the kiss? Because it, it's a... Why do I feel we have to talk about the it's, kiss? It's a funny... I feel it's a funny take on it. Okay. So we, we're at another place, uh, T. Phillips, which is... Rest in peace, T. Phillips. I love that place. That was yeah. in Monroe. So you guys bar hopped. Well, yeah, we, went we went to go to eat. eat. Oh, so okay. the first one was a bar. The second one was a... Yeah. And uh, we are there. And finally, you know, with alcohol, you get a little more liquid courage. So I was seeing her and we already had hours of conversations and, you know, enjoying our company. And I try to go for it. Uh -huh. You know, I leaned in and she busts a... I'm going to lean back and you're oh, not going to kiss shit. me. I'm like... 
you wanted me to get your number and I never did. And now that I'm taking the initiative here, you're backing away. It's like, and daddy's all, this is why I am the way exactly. I am. That was the kind of trauma that I was, that <laughs> oh, rejection I rejection. Is. Trauma. <laughs> The rejection he was trying to avoid. Yeah. yeah. And that's why it's, it's funny to me because it's like, Oh, now that I get, you I know, love it. but it's a enough. tango, Danny. Yeah. It's a tango, you know, but and they kept you guys, you on your feet. Yeah. You know, on your toes <laughs> and, but you had the kiss. And so, so when do you guys really like, all right, we're going to start dating. Like we're going to jump into this. I think right after that, yeah. we're, I was so into him and he was so, and I was more patient because I knew what he was about. Um, And so we started to date that summer. Yeah. We, we, we went to. Pomona, because that's where he worked, and that's where he was going to spend the night again in his car. (laughs) (laughs) Went uh, to drink and dance. Danny was an easy access. Yeah, because he's working so much. He has his three children, right? And then Natalie, I know that your job too is. Yeah, I have to be about five, and I work ten-hour shifts, so I don't do well with five hours of sleep and ten hours of work. You know, so you know. Thank you for sharing the romance. This is the part where everybody gets all fluttery and this is the stuff that people hang their hat on. But I also believe, you know, as relationships evolve, my parents in marriage encounter, in the marriage counseling that they do, they have this term called the great disillusionment. That in every relationship, there comes a moment where you experience a great disillusionment. Like your bubble kind of gets popped. And it's kind of like you get you get pulled down from the mountain of La La Land that yeah. you were on. And you're just like, oh, it just got real. Yeah. You know, um, this is the stuff that we're going to have to work through. It's like the life shows you, yes, this is an amazing person. And they told you about their shadows. Mm-hmm. But you haven't experienced their shadows. <laughs> yeah. Right? So yes. how long into your dating would you say you started experiencing that? Goddess, want to work one-on-one? As your personal life coach, I will support you on this journey of self-discovery and reconnecting to your truest essence. Together, we will chip away the conditioning and programs that have told you that you are anything less than a goddess. Strip away the insecurity, the doubt, the negative self-talk. You were born to thrive. You were born to be relentless in the pursuit of your heart's desires. It's time to shift the lens and see yourself as I see you, a powerful, badass goddess. Learn more at goddess-empowerment.com and set up a free introductory call. Goddess, fall so madly in love with yourself that you stop putting up with less than you deserve. I think soon after, because we were drinking a lot. I was a habitual drinker. Yeah, and we were, and I was trying to hang in there also. Like, there was times where I genuinely enjoyed it, but there was other times where I'm like, wait, um, this is really what he wants to do today, and I'm exhausted. Should I do it? Should I try? So I felt, I felt like I was allowing the stronger pendulum to be Danny, but at the same time, it was part of also a background I had in my 20s. You know, Danny met me in my mid 30s where I had, um, decided I had consciously decided to do more work around the drinking okay so drinking was something in your history that was uh an issue a challenge yeah okay and right before that one year that Danny and I between the year we met and the year he asked me he found me again in 2018 I had just gotten a DUI okay 
right after we met at the park, like the week after I got a DUI, which really changed my life. Like it was a huge um, opportunity for me to look further into the way I was partying and drinking and why I wasn't getting tired of it. Mm -hmm. And so what I did is I started to do therapy work, but I also took um, addiction courses in ELAC and started to do more reading and research of what I was escaping from because that's what it was. It was an escape. And that's why it was easy for me to not date Mm. because I was attracting the same reflection at that Mm. time. So I said, okay, I'm going to do me and I'm not going to date. And by the time I met Danny again on IG, I had given myself permission to start dating again. But the reflection was still kind of the same. Isn't that interesting? (laughs) So you felt like, okay, I'm going to give myself permission to start dating again is it because you felt like you trusted yourself more in terms of your relationship to alcohol? Yes, I trusted myself more, but I was kind of, I was turning back on that as I was dating Danny with, there were certain things like dating on a weekday came with drinking on a weekday mm. and then having to go to work like that the next day and just feeling the the aftermath throughout the week. Like now I'm too tired to work out. Now I'm too, even like the, the come down was really hard emotionally for me to deal with the come down of alcohol. Like I, you know, the hangover, I, I was really hard on myself because the experience of the DUI was very haunting for me. Yeah, yeah. And um, that was something that, you know, I I realized, okay, I know I have to clean this side of my, this side of the street for myself. How am I going to express that to him? Right. So I would compromise it. Like maybe... You go out and party. Like, well, we would meet each other up for dinner or whatnot. And we would drink a little bit. But then Danny would continue at karaoke and mm. I would go home and <laughs> yeah. sleep. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. Yeah. She was really committed to her her way of, I've lived my life this way without you. I'm going to continue living this way. Yeah. And I kind of was in the same boat because I was single and it's like, Hey, just because I'm dating you doesn't mean that now I'm going to just... Pull the rain back, yeah. right? It's like, no. Like I mentioned, I was a habitual drinker every day. You know, it was a not to the point of get drunk all the time. But if that happened, that happened, you know, it was... Yeah. Um, but I I was... we. That's where we were like, okay, who's going to... We wanted would, to respect each other's yeah. independence. There was a lot of independence yeah. where it was like, well, you can... It's like when when... You believe in God and the person you date doesn't, and you're okay with that. Right. That's how I felt about drinking. Like, well, he's a drinker. He can. He's still going to go to work the next day. He's not going to stop going to work. I can't function the next day. Right. So, you know, it's not that I would allow it. It's like I was just respecting how he was drinking, um, and he was respecting that I needed more rest. But it was becoming an issue in, I think, um, like our conversation started losing more respect after a while. Um, yeah. We, I remember feeling like one time, the story of the Snoop Dogg show. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I, I, I didn't know if we were going to talk about this, but this, that was the, the, yeah. the one time I thought, I don't know if he's ready to settle down. Yeah. But him and I had a date night. And um, we had a date day. <laughs> a date day. Yeah, you're right. It was Those a date are fun. day. Yeah. And we were ready to wind down. I was ready to wind down and come home and go to sleep. But Danny wasn't done. He got invited last minute to a Snoop Dogg show. And he's like, I'm going to go, right? And I was like, all right. And he left. And I remember being in his house and just thinking, 
like, do I have to find more energy to hang in there with him? Yeah. And then I thought, I don't want to. But then, like, why am I home at his house alone going to sleep? Like, he should be here with me too, you know? And then I thought, that sounds so needy. Mm. Like, I'm not going to, you know, show that part of me. So it was a it was a talk. It was a rough talk we had to have after. Yeah, it sounds to me what I'm hearing you say is like both of you had a past with alcohol. And Natalie, I want to commend you because, you know, getting a DUI is, is no fun. It could be pretty traumatic, yeah. but, you know, we earn DUIs. You know, I haven't gotten one, but I'm close to people who have. And there's times where I should have gotten one. So yeah. I'm not exempt from that. Mm-hmm. But I know that in that time you chose to use it as a catalyst for self-growth. And that's where you learned so much about yourself and the relationship to alcohol. And then you established new boundaries for yourself. Like you didn't become completely sober, but you had a certain relationship and you knew where to draw the line. You had that ability. Some people don't, right? And then I'm seeing Danny and okay, you have, you know, drinking is such a social thing. Yes. And then not only that, you're newly single, and you work so hard and you have exactly. three kids. So I can see why on your days off, you're just like, dude, yeah. this is my moment to like, exactly. just like get as much fun in, just as much me time. And if alcohol is a part of it, then alcohol is a part of it. This is working for both of you, like as individuals, but as a couple, exactly. it's causing a schism. The, yeah, they, you know? There's some uh, some cracks starting to happen in yeah, the relationship yeah. because of it. That was a and that was a really honest conversation we had where I asked you like you deserve your single partying time. Like I've had that for myself along my life. I didn't have a long term relationship like you. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't have kids. I had a lot of fun in my twenties. You want that? Go ahead and do it. But I can't be around, and that's okay. Like maybe I'll find you after when you're ready. You know, but you really have to decide if this is what what you want. Mm. And and he decided he he still wanted me. He still wanted to be in a commitment with me. Okay. You know, I had wanted somebody like her and that was the thing. It's like you have somebody who is accepting of all these things of you and, you know, is willing to work with you through whatever it is. And yet you are still wanting. Uh, it, pretty much I was trying to have my cake and eat it too. Yeah. You know, I wanted to still live not the single life that, uh, you know, going around and dating, but the single life of the independent life. I, yeah. That's a better way to say Or the free spirit. Yeah. It almost sounds yeah. like the, yeah, like the party time. Yeah. You know, it's like I wanted to still feel valid as a person, mm-hmm. you know, like this is my individuality, but I still wanted to be committed to her. And also probably a fear of getting sucked in, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. losing your identity, which, yeah. you know happens if you're in a 15-year relationship yes. at such a young age. So so it sounds to me like these compromises were kind of working until it didn't. Until it didn't. There was more. There was um, the times li- where... The limits on drinking. The limits on many, drinking because uh, there was occasions now where we were, we were traveling now. He had never been anywhere. Danny um, wasn't used to weekend trips or anything. So yeah. now we, he was, it was on having... We went to Arizona. We went to Palm Springs, yes. but he was getting hammered. Like, so on these getaways, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And yeah. you hadn't had those experiences uh-huh. no. because you became a dad at such a young age. Yes. Okay. You know, and so just being somewhere new, you yeah. know, it could have been even like Joshua Tree or something yeah. like that. You know, that's still something new for me, yeah. being the age that I am, and it's like, wow, okay, yeah. it was exciting. I'm not saying that it's not anymore, but it, it was. Just the newness and getting lost in that excitement of, okay, you know, Mm -hmm. I get to experience this for the first time. 
and that's why it was in some way i think there was jitters too where i would see you um get a little nervous because you had never been in certain areas so then the drinking would calm him down yeah and then it, it the got drinking to- was a pacifier yeah you know it was a way to, for me to handle and not handle things yeah you know it was both uh a blessing and a curse. I, a blessing's a wrong word for that. I'm it was sorry. a tool. Yeah, it was a tool, and yeah. and I think that after a while, it just felt um, it it felt unpredictable for me. Like okay. what was going to happen if we did do this? Um, was I going to have to, you know, take care of him or get kicked out again? Or um, I mean, there was it was just behavior that was hard to cope. So with, you, know? you know, we don't have to go into the yeah. stories, but some of the negativity you guys experienced with alcohol, like. I just heard you say you guys got kicked out. So obviously at some point somebody drank too much and you guys got kicked out. And it's not Natalie who drank too much because she has a balance, right? And then what what else is going on? You said, you know, the conversation started losing integrity. You were having to take care of him. And we're not putting the blame on you, Danny. We're just saying this is the facts, you know? It it felt more burdening of like what was going to happen if, um, I don't know, the occasions were like if he heard his song on the... On the radio, he was going to start dancing. There was no platform for that. Or, it, you know, yeah. it, it, it just always felt like I was um, on eggshells not knowing if he was going to snap too. He had a tick where if he was on a good one and someone bumped him accidentally or something, um, you know, maybe he was going to try to get in a fight. And I just... I'm Old habits from old habits. years. You know? And I'm not going to say I wasn't used to that because I did, I did grow up dating those type of guys. That's what I mean by I attracted my reflection again. I didn't have the capacity to deal with it at this point in my yeah. 30s where I was like, no, I I don't, I'm not attracted to this. Even though I, I was so in love with him already. Yeah. I wasn't attracted to this. So um, I started suggesting like, maybe we should do three drinks max when mm. you go out. Or have when this we start negotiating, right? Start negotiating. Maybe you shouldn't do shots anymore. Maybe right. just yeah. stick to beer. And do no shots. Or maybe slow it down. You or know, maybe a glass of water between. Of water. Yeah. Yeah. This we, is classic. This is common. We tried it. You know, uh, we, we tried or, it. Or I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to feed you. Like when I see that you're at a certain level, you have to be okay. And then he would reject the food. Like I remember Ooh. trying to feed him and he would reject it. And I'm sure like in sobriety, he's like, yeah, that's a great idea. And then once the alcohol comes in, they start resisting you. Yeah. And it's like, that's a whole thing. Yeah. And really, Natalie, like in being in a relationship with somebody who has a drinking problem, um, it you can't do you can't control them you can't monitor them and what you were doing is something that a lot of people do in their relationship it's just like they're trying to save the relationship by any means possible and we do that by trying to control it mm-hmm. by trying to control the situation but you described it as walking on eggshells and that's and that's true because when you're dealing with somebody who doesn't who has an abusive relationship with alcohol it's like a ticking bomb. You don't know what version you're going to get of them exactly. that night. And you love the person that they are when they're sober so much. But when the alcohol kicks in, it takes over them and you're just like, oh, this is not the person that I love. Yeah. Where is And you see that person disappear. You see mm-hmm. it in their eyes. It's almost like they fall down a tunnel and you're just like, and they're gone. Now I'm going to deal with this person. Yeah. And I don't like this guy. I don't want to be with this guy. I want to be with the other guy. You know? Danny right. calls it. Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Yeah. That's yeah. what it is. You know? It, it yeah. really is. And it it was more Hyde coming out, you know? Yeah. And less of the doctor, you know? And it was, I guess what my brain was wired as is like, okay, you have more time now, more time for you to drink and consume mm-hmm. and party and it's like i i was going down a spiral 
And unfortunately, it was affecting who I love. And, you know, not just Natalie, but my kids as well. You know, they were constantly seeing me. You know, they didn't. I was never abusive to my kids, you know. Mm -hmm. And it was just like, but they would see me sometimes wake up and fill my coffee up with a little something stronger. And, you know, it wasn't always the best view, you know. But my relationship with Natalie was the one that was taking it more because she is an adult who's like, I will or will not deal with this or deal with that. Yeah. You know, there was no negotiating, you know, yeah. and at that point and it, uh, it affected us and it, it hurt for a while. Yeah. There was um, an event where I pretty much, I don't know if you call it an ultimatum, but it was pretty much, um, we had this really important, um, presentation it was a quinceañera of my niece where he was going to meet extended family he was going to meet everyone and you know quinceañera is elegant and lavishing and I was a I was a sponsor I was so you're a one godmother. of the yeah, you're yeah a I was godmother. the main godmother so I was going to be one of the main ones on the mic and um introducing and people it, it was still fairly new being with you and being in a relationship with him so I couldn't wait for him to meet extended family um but one thing led to another, and, you know, it was too much alcohol that night for Danny. And mind you, okay, Latino quinceañeros, it's the, the arena. Pressure. Everybody's yeah. drinking. The it's pressure. not like, you know, for people who, you know, goddesses out there who are listening, who who aren't familiar with this, it's not like Danny went on his own and was drinking out of a flask. It's like, <laughs> no, quinceañera and drinking excessively walked hand bus. in hand. Yes, we, we had a party bus. We didn't eat because no. we were from event to the church and the pictures and this. Yeah. So there was things that led up to it. Um, but after that event, I remember telling Danny, this was such an important event. This was such a huge deal for me and my family. And you blew it. Like, you really blew it. And I understand that was not your intention. I understand. We didn't see it coming. Like, we had the best intentions for this. Can I jump in yeah. right here? Because this part is a very important, uh, it's an important note to take. It was a open bar. Mm -hmm. And for somebody who has uh, addictive behavior, uh -huh. you know, that's the best way to put it. Uh, you know, the way we say it is one drink is nothing and whatever th that whole liquor store is not enough yeah so one drink is too many and a thousand is not enough there you go yeah you know and that's exactly what it was you know at this moment i didn't know that i had this addictive behavior you know i just thought oh hey i like to party and hang out and sometimes and, it gets out of hand yeah you know sometimes i forget what happens but yeah. it's okay you know yeah. kind of thing and uh yeah that's what really what set it off i wasn't trying to get to the point that I got. You and many others, because it wasn't just Danny. Like, there was people hammered left and right. Yeah. Well, open bar. Open I bar, mean, yeah. I, I'm not blaming it on the open bar, but I also <laughs> imagine, you know, and, I'm, and again, I'm putting myself in Danny's position, like single dad, counting your pennies, and you're just like, yeah. open bar, what? Like, yeah. And it's almost like you think you're saving for the winter. Like, like I'm going to store all this alcohol in my system. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> For when I need it later on in life, yeah. you know, yeah. <laughs> like gonna take advantage yeah. of this. That's exactly what it was. So that's what. But happened, that was a turning you know? point for us, where I yeah. said, you know, this this cannot happen. Will I said I, it will not happen again, because the day it happens again, 
you know, we're done because I res- I kept saying like, if this is the life you want to live, I totally respect it. I just have to be away. Like I'm not yeah. in it's it. It's not you. for her. Like it's I respect that this is your choice. Yeah, maybe but I, I can't be a part of yeah. it. Exactly. Wow. So um, that was probably the the biggest talk that I had to do be- of decision making. And he also knew. And at that time, I. I had gone through several relationships where I just didn't give second chances. I had never given someone a second chance. So I kept telling Danny, I'm not doing this because I don't want to be with you. I'm saying this because I want to be with you so bad that I'm asking you to to please watch it. You know, Um, it's not going to happen again. And so that event. And mind you, she's not telling me I need you to stop drinking. She's just saying. Yeah. I. She's basically just telling me if you were to get to the point that you got again, I'm not going to be here. She never once told me, you need to stop drinking. You need to do things my way. There was never that, that this, or it was, it was that, but it was on the, if this happens again. Yeah. Should you choose to do this? I I care enough about myself that I will step away from this. Yeah. You know. And there is a big difference in that, Danny. I'm glad that you're bringing that up because Natalie, you weren't trying to change Danny. No, I don't, I didn't, by all means, even now, like if, if, that was his thing, and he's not going to get to a level of dis- disrespect is pretty much what I needed to avoid. The disrespect was, you know, you could be a sober person and be disrespectful, and I don't want you near me. Right. You know? So, And I know that that's not Danny. Like, I knew that's not the person I was in love with. No. You know? I mean, clearly, we heard it at the beginning of, of the mm-hmm. romance. Like, yeah. he's, like, proceeding with so much caution, but it sounds like when Danny drinks, caution gets thrown to the wind. Yeah, you know, and that's the case for so many people. And but you know, Natalie, um, I heard a conversation with Brene Brown and um, Russell Brand, and that they were discussing about how they did this this data research where they found that the most compassionate people are the ones who have the strongest boundaries, because they're able to say. I love you so much and I love me so much yeah. that I need to draw the line here so I can continue loving you. Exactly. That's that's really, they say like when you love someone, you you know, let them go. And, and I felt like I love you so much. I'm not going to try to control you. I'm not fond of, of those type of relationships. But maybe I'm... I'm the problem. Maybe I need to remove myself so you can continue living as happy as you want with your type of drinking, your type of partying. But I really, really loved Danny. I wanted to be in relationship with him. So that's why I spoke about it versus like gathering the details and saying, I'm done, you know. And then just walking away. I didn't want to do that because that's how much I wanted this relationship. So yeah, so so then we had our, right before our, we actually did break up. But right before our breakup, we had our last event of that where, again, Danny hadn't seen a lot of places, done a lot of things. And for Christmas, I decided to gift him a a weekend at Solving, Mm -hmm. which is wine country. Again, if I wanted to keep Danny sober, I wouldn't have taken him to a wine country. But I really wanted to show him what felt like a really great gift for December. And Danny's a big fan of photography. And I had a surprise for him. I was going to present to him a calendar I had created with all his photography of the year Mm. that we had met. So we went to Solving and I had an itinerary where we're going to wine taste Mm -hmm. and then we were going to eat dinner, um, which we did. But while we were eating dinner, Danny was still ordering them. And 
Then across the street from where we were eating, there was a karaoke bar, which Danny's a big fan of karaoke. So during dinner, Danny's ordering oh, a lot yeah. of drinks. Throughout, throughout the day. Throughout know. the day. Okay. So um, I see that the food's going to do nothing. And I think we, it was pasta too. I was like, let's get pasta and bread. <laughs> yeah, and, let's stuff you yeah. with bread and carbohydrates, yeah. potatoes. Nope. The ratio was not at all. You know, and, uh, so yeah, we're, as we're, that, that's, I'm glad you're saying this because, um, and once again, not knowing at that time what kind of addictive behavior I had, I wasn't thinking that there was anything wrong with me ordering one after another. Oh, you know, we changed location. Guess what? Another one and another and one. And why it's would like, you, Danny? Yeah. Like we see this time and time again. This is so accepted by our society. You go on vacation, you start day drinking. Like the minute there's bars in the airport, like yes. the minute yeah. you're like letting go of your responsibilities, you start drinking. This is has been normalized by society. So there's no blame. Like that's that's normal, Danny. I can yeah. see why you would think this way. Yeah. yeah, and especially vacation. What was yeah. that? I've never known what a vacation was. Yeah. You know, that was my yeah. first time to Central California. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, know? even though it's not Central Central, Girl, but there's I mean, 49 other states. Yeah. What the? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That that's the kind of life that I was living. Where it was like, wow, I only know L.A., Tecate in Mexico, and uh, Durango. That's yeah. it. Like those are the only, oh and a couple places in Texas, but you know, and, and me as a gift giver, I wanted him to enjoy the most of it, right? Yeah. So when when I saw the karaoke bar, he went in there. We went in there. He sang. He made friends. Now solving, I think everything closes at eleven there. Um, I think it's ten. Or <laughs> yeah, 10. it's a little yeah. town. Yeah. yeah. So I thought he can't. There's no way he's going to keep going forever. Like eventually, <laughs> no, everything's going to be closed. She thought 10 o'clock, that's it. Yeah, but, is that a dare? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because those those people he met at karaoke were like, meet us at the brewery that is open till one o'clock here. <sighs> there was a, the only bar there. in town. They yeah. were like the only bar one in town. bar, yeah. In the city limits. And uh, lo and, it, and behold, it was right across the street from where we were staying. Where we were staying. Perfect storm. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where, yeah, that's where it happened where... um. I had I had a plan and my plan was like, okay, we're gonna go to the room now. He's gonna see this this calendar with all his pictures. Um, we're gonna have a great night. But Danny wasn't ready. He wasn't ready to go to the room. Yeah, um, I, re- I I vaguely remember you hinting more that you just wanted to stay at the room. Yeah. And this is where that individual uh like if I'm gonna still be myself, you're still gonna yeah. be yourself. Was stepping the independence in, was and it was, in like, it was like, okay, you want to go to the room? Cool, I'm gonna go hang out. You know, yeah. and that it's not just that the individuality at that point; it was already the ism, the alcoholism that was like, you need to keep going. You need to and keep going. And that fine line of like, is that respectful or disrespectful? Like, I felt disrespected, but then I'm like, I have to respect his independence, and I was yeah. just. Playing tricks in my it's head. It's such a ping pong in yeah. your brain, right? Yeah. Like, should I be okay with him letting him do his thing? But like, I'm imagining also you telling yourself the story, like he'd rather drink and hang out with these strangers yes. mm-hmm. than have That's an exactly intimate right. night with his girlfriend yeah. in and the room. See, in retrospect, I wish I would have stayed back. Yeah, you know, of course. But the alcoholism. The is, alcohol tells you a whole different story. Yeah. 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 And so the alcohol told you that you could party till 1 a.m. with oh, strangers. Yeah. Okay. You know? Yeah. And I was done. After that, that's I had to stick to what I said. I told him one, one more time of disrespect like this, or any type of having to babysit or you know feeling the burden, I I'm not gonna do it again. And 
It just felt like if I allowed that to slip, he was never going to take it seriously. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, to add more clarity to the story, because we talked about this beforehand, that this is your story. You don't need to go into the details. But what I'm imagining happened is Danny goes out to party. And it's not that he goes out to party that made you drew the, draw the line. It was the loss of integrity when he gets back and he's drunk and not being respectful. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, okay, if Danny was able to go out and party with these people and come back and be a gentleman, like, okay, he showed that he can, you know, handle his independence and I'm handling my independence, but he goes out there, runs amok, comes back and disrespects the relationship. Yeah. And Natalie, you're like, okay, we had this conversation that if this happens again, I'm going to draw the line. I need to be true to myself, to the promise that I made to myself. And draw this line. Yeah. And that's what happened. And the line being drawn was what? You leaving the relationship, Natalie? Yeah. By then I, I had, um, I remember him being out and just me laying down and not being able to sleep and think like, this is it. This is what I'm going to continue saying yes to mm-hmm. if I stay. Yeah. Or I can end this now and start again elsewhere, you know? Because to me it was over. It wasn't, again, I hadn't been with a reputation of second chances in relationships. So in my head, it's like this, you have to be sure, Natalie, that this is it. And and yeah, once he came back the next morning, um, you know, in the morning, that was the first conversation I had. Like this, we're going to start the new year single. Like I'm done. You know? Wow. Yeah, it was literally after Christmas, but before New Year's. So, so it week, was just was like, wow, you know. Yeah. We had a great Christmas and now it's like we're in gonna... the new year single, yeah. Yeah, it was uh I still remember that drive home. Yeah, it was a hard <sighs> drive home. We cried a lot. Join us next week for part two here on God has fixed your crown and find out what happens after Danny and Natalie's difficult drive home. Hey goddess. Thanks for listening and being part of the Goddess Fix Your Crown community. Did you love this episode? Then head over to Spotify or iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Help us grow this empowering community by sharing this podcast with your fellow goddesses and posting it on your social media.